Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jaquel Lane and I'm your hostess with the mostess of Education with an Edge. And I'm so excited today to be here with Kelly Cones Wazorik. Um, we are the only podcast where every child matters because that's what we believe and you should too. And we just want to welcome you, Kelly. Thank you so much for being with us I'm here so today. I'm so excited. <laughs> when you asked me, I'm like, it wasn't even a thought. I just absolutely, yes. I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you. <laughs> and we are so excited to have you. She has such a breadth of knowledge and passion and positivity, and we're going to get into that. But before we do, I'm going to just tell you a little bit about Miss Kelly and um, <laughs> all of her wonderful accolades and also just some of the fun stuff about so her because she's a very <laughs> fun person. No. Um, so Miss Kelly is a native Nebraskan and she graduated from the University of Nebraska Lincoln obtaining a bachelor's of journalism degree with an emphasis in broadcast English and communications. She moved to Omaha immediately after college and worked in television news for several years before deciding to pursue a career in what uh, and so that she could be in charge of her own success. And she entered the world of real estate. Yay. Um, yay. <laughs> be your own boss. Boss, babe. Um, she has been licensed in the state of Nebraska and a member of both the Omaha and Lincoln Realtor Board since 2011. She absolutely loves this business because it connects her with people. Seeing their smiles, hearing their joy in selling their home or buying something new are just moments that never leave you. She started her own team at Nebraska Realty in 2019. The Keystone Group was a brainchild she had been working on for a while, and it finally came to fruition with her partner, Jeff Perdue, a good friend that she has known since their Greek life together oh in college. Lord, the yes. Stories, the stories. <laughs> the stories. Those are the best, <laughs> though, the best partnerships. Um, sh- they are proud to be one of Nebraska Realty's top small teams and have even be- bigger goals ahead. Her life outside of work revolves around her husband, John, and her two stepsons. Fingers crossed for a baby with Zorik sometime <laughs> soon. Yay. I don't know, like so, two months. <laughs> so exciting. Um, they have three four-footed members of their family as well. Maddie Blackshirt, uh, their Black Mastiff, Mocha Frost, their Bordeaux Mastiff, and Brutus Beringer. Am I saying it right? Beringer. Beringer. Yeah. Awesome. Their English Setter Puppy. All oh my Husker goodness. names. I, lo- I was going to say. All Husker names. I totally like I'm hearing a theme here. <laughs> yes. We will get into her passion and obsession about the Huskers in a minute. Outside um, of the trap team in a high school hockey, most of the time is spent at Husker games. Uh, Their family absolutely bleeds scarlet and cream and so much so that she has her own off-the-cuff media talk show. Big Red gets real every Friday with a friend of hers. See, you're going to be getting your own podcast, girl. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. (laughs) Um, Otherwise, you will find Miss Kelly on the boat, out, out on the town with friends, relaxing with family, or in the gym. Health and wellness is something that she is very passionate about, not just for herself, but for anyone needing a change. We only have one life, and our health is our greatest gift. 
It has challenged her and her life, and she is determined to pay it forward. She absolutely loves her home in the good life. There is no place like Nebraska. So Seriously, like <laughs> the hu- the Husker drip in that is so strong. It's it is. Funny. I love it, though. It's, so it's, that, it's that state pride. It's that Nebraska pride. I blame my father. It's his fault. He no. created this. <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> so this has to be like your absolute favorite season right now. This oh, fall, yeah. we're beginning. Absolutely. Like just my clients, up. my clients know me well enough to know, like, don't call Kelly on a Saturday because it is the one day that is, yes. that is for me. It's the thing that I do. And so it's just, this is, this is like, don't try to buy a house because you're, I've not. done it. I've done it early in the morning. <laughs> yep, I will, I hear I've done it early in the morning, but it's, it is my it's funny when people are like, are you going to the game this week? I'm like, have you met me ever? Like, <laughs> like yes, 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 I, I will, will be, be there. <laughs> and early. Um, well, Kelly, I mean, obviously, I just, we love learning so much about you. And there's, like I said, so much passion and just a zest for life, um, even in reading, you know, a little bit about you. But since this podcast is dedicated to inspiring young people, can you tell us a little bit about your childhood, how you grew up and yeah. all that good stuff? I mean, my, I think my parents, especially my mom and my mom's an educator. So I have just such admiration for teachers because they're so underpaid. They're so underappreciated. They, they literally shape our lives. Right. So my parents, I think did a wonderful job of giving us balance, um, were they always things that we stuck with throughout our entire lives? No, but we did sports. We did Taekwondo. We did piano. We did band. We did dance. You know, we tried all of these things that was a balance of all that life has to offer because I think it gives you more of a well-rounded view, right? Um, you have more of an appreciation for arts, but you also have an appreciation for education and for athleticism and how do you balance all of those things. It just makes you a well-rounded kid. Um, so that's kind of how I grew up um, in Kearney, K-Town. Um, Love Kearney. Go Bearcats. UNK, Bearcats, hey. <laughs> Cheerleader at heart. Love it. Um, yeah, and my mom was a high school teacher, so it's just – if. There's pictures of me from when I was five years old, maybe even younger, um, traveling with my mom and the speech team to speech tournaments. So I've literally gone to speech and debate tournaments since I was a toddler. Um, so it's just something I've always been around, and it's just what I did. You Absolutely. know what I mean? So it kind of progressed into I'm really great with language and communication and words and grammar, and I mean you talk to me about math and science? No, absolutely not. <laughs> That's but, me too. But <laughs> English and language, I got you. You got it. Yeah. No, and I think you bring up a really great point about um, being well-rounded because I think you can do two things as a young person. You know, you mm-hmm. can really kind of select something, and I don't want to say that it's not to be negative, but you can select one activity or one thing that you're really passionate about, yep. um, which is fine, but... Um, I'm, I'm glad that your parents had this stance and I kind of take this stance because I didn't know what I was good at. You know, yeah, I mean, you don't. I had, sir, especially when you're that young and I tell you a lot no of kids idea. that, and I think 
a lot of the self-esteem issues that we see with young people is just due to the fact that they haven't found their niche yet. Correct. So it's like, try something. Correct. Don't be afraid to try something. Go out there and try as many things that you, as you need to, because I think that that can also transfer when you're an adult into the right career, yes. you know? Um, and, and take that a step further. Um, I think that also means if you want to try something, great, but you finish it. Yes. That doesn't mean you have to do it the next season, but you finish it. And I think that that's one of the things that we see a lot these days is just, I don't like it, so I'm going to quit. Yeah. Whether that's, you know, activities, employment, whatever it is. Um, And that's translated even to how we've you know, managed our home with, with my, with my two stepsons that if you don't want to do it next year, that's fine. But you've committed to a team or you've committed to this and you're going to see it through. If you don't like it, great. You tried it. Yeah. And now, you know, absolutely. And such an important lesson for life too, that especially if other people are counting on you, Mm -hmm. you'll see it through to the end, which is the character, character developer. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and God willing, my mom is going to listen to this and she's going to say, I told you so. (laughs) Um, but there's, there were so many times, especially every summer, and I had my mom home with me every summer because yeah. she was a teacher. Um, but she made us do the reading the reading program at the library every summer. God, I hated her for it at that time because I'm like, ah, I don't want to sit down and I don't want to, it's summer. Like, I just want to, re- I don't want to do anything. Yeah. But man, it just translated into making me a better student and creativity wise. And, and again, you know, all these years later, we had the boys do the same thing and they had the same reactions like, oh, I don't want to do this, but they've, they, they are great students and they've loved to read. And it just, it's just funny how those things translate. Yeah. Well, and the discipline that is, yeah. that goes along with it, yeah. whether it's goal the reading setting, program or yep. goal setting yep. or whatever. Um, Absolutely. And I saw it was a quote. Um, well, actually it was when she won her Oscar, but you know, Lady Gaga stood up there and she said, don't anyone, you know, misconstrue this. This is really, really hard work. If you have a dream, Uh there's a discipline to passion. And I think that oftentimes, especially young people, um, and it speaks to your point, you know, see, they think that everything's so easy or they see someone like you that's on the other side, that's very successful and, and, you know, has it all together and things of that nature. And they think, well, yeah, but if I come up against adversity, that means that I need to quit or that means yep. that this isn't the right path. That's not the yeah. case, no. you know. That's where it, you build character. That's where you build that's character. Where, that's where the character And that's comes where you in. persevere. Yeah. Um, so excellent. It's 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 really easy to be in that narrow focus yeah. of the the one lens of social media of how mm-hmm. easy everything looks. And I think of that meme all the time of it's just you see the tip of the iceberg, but you don't see everything that was underneath it underwater. Yes. Right. And that's the same exact thing. You don't see all of the effort and the years of work and the highs and the lows and the trials and the tribulations and the joys and the sorrows and everything that went into it that just, man, I'm still standing. I'm still here. Yes. Which is something to celebrate. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get into that because Kelly has a phenomenal story. So we're going to get into like overcoming obstacles and all of that. But, um, one of the, you know, super important things that, um, we try to push on the show that I try to push on this show is that mentorship is so very important. And obviously, um, I always like to ask guests, like who was a mentor in your life growing up? Cause we've all had people that have like helped us along yeah. the way. None of us can sit here and say, I am a product of this because I absolutely did this a hundred percent on my own. Yeah. Even if you didn't have a supportive family, even if you didn't, there was a teacher, there was a coach, there was somebody on the street that gave you, you know, a piece of advice that, that helped you get through it. Really? You know, I mean, none of us can sit here and say 
that um, we just miraculously got here on our own accord. So who was a mentor that you had as a child and how did they impact your life? So I'm going to answer this in two part, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, as a child, you're, again, you have a very narrow lens because you don't know the world. You don't know what you don't know, right? Um, I can confidently say as I look back through each different stage, like I can think back to elementary school, and I remember at least two specific teachers that, man, I just love so much. And then I look at middle school. Again, I can look at at least two teachers that, man, I love so much. And then when I got to high school, same thing. And just so you guys know, my high school experience was a little bit different because my mom was a teacher at the high school. Okay. She was also my English teacher. Yeah. She was also my speech coach and my mom. Like it was, a, and it, high school is already awkward oh, in yeah. general. Oh, so yeah. this was, it, I mean, being a teacher's kid was, whew. Yeah. So, but at that time, again, I can look in, in high school and I don't think in high school I would have said my mom was, was one of them. Mm-hmm. I had other teachers in, 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 at Kearney High that I really, really loved. Yeah. Um, and even today, I've still, I still talk with some of them because we're friends on social media, and it's so weird. And they're like, Kelly, you can call me Kyle. I'm like, no, you're Mr. Hayner. <laughs> right. You can call me Trent. <laughs> no, you're Mr. Steele. Right. You know, you know those types yeah. of things. It's just weird for me. Like, no, I'm not calling you by your first name. That's, you know. But now, as an adult, this is the second part to that question, I can confidently look back at my life and say the, the common thread mm-hmm. through all of that was my mom. I love that. Hear and that, I mom. Don't, yeah, right? <laughs> and I don't think she ever realized probably, ooh, waterworks. Yeah. Um, I don't think the person she realized I most wanted to be was her. Yeah, yeah. But, and- that's, but that's stuff that you realize Later. As a grown up, yeah, yeah. As a grown up, and I think too, um, you hit on you hit on so many things there that were very impactful. But one of them is that we have, it's no, there's no denying it. There's statistical research behind it. I mean, states are getting together and trying to plan how we're going to fix it. But there's a huge teacher shortage right now. Oh yeah, and you're a very successful person. You have a lot of influence in your community. You're doing great things for other people. And so to hear someone like you say, you know, that the most impactful people in your life that helped you were teachers and, and your mom, who is the teacher. teacher. I mean, yeah. I truly do help. I, I truly do hope that a young person that's contemplating, um, even contemplating going into education or better yet, a young person that's in an education program and is thinking about dropping out because all of the negatives are so, you know, blown, blown out of proportion yeah, for sure. um, that it is the most important job it that, is that there is and the impact literally that you can have for generations yeah. upon generations and is if my if my husband was sitting here I will mention one <laughs> other person because I had a ton of extracurricular activities as well so I would also miss mention um Miss Krissa Camreth she was I Aww. wanted to be her so bad <laughs> she not was even funny <laughs> she was she was so much older than me I remember our dance recital it was like 1992 and Love it. however old I was I would have been nine, 10. And she was a senior in high school. And oh my gosh, I just wanted to be her so bad. And so now even, even today we're friends, but it's anyway, but if my husband was sitting here in terms of education, um, he had kind of a, a a storied, um, home life. It was a little bit of a struggle. Um, he was, a an honor student had a, above a 4.0, but he didn't have anybody pushing him behind him. So he literally didn't apply to college, did not. Um, and, all of, all of a sudden, one day, um, Milford 
um, or SEC out of Milford, um, their architectural program, they showed up at Bryan High School to meet with John. And he's like, what are you doing here? His teacher put his name in, his his architecture and design teacher put his name in for college. And he ended up getting a full ride to Milford. And that changed the entire course of my husband's life that he never would have done if not for that teacher. Absolutely. He never would have applied to college. He never would have gone. He wouldn't have gotten a full ride. Mm -hmm. But his teacher saw his potential and knew that he wasn't applying Mm -hmm. and reached out on his behalf. And it changed his entire life and how he now provides for our family. Talk about, yeah, talking about, and you think about Oof, those. I just got chills. Me, me too. That yeah. gave me goosebumps. That gave me like, No, completely, because it's it's impactful for generations to yeah. come. And then your stepsons and your children will As we're see, going through that right now. As you're going through, you we're know. We're applying for colleges yes. and we're trying to relate to them the experiences that we've had and right. how we want them to be better and be different because because of what we've gone through, but because of those teachers. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, maybe I have a greater appreciation for them because my mom is a teacher, but again, that common thread was, was my mom as an adult. Yeah. But yeah. That's beautiful. No, that's beautiful. Um, so I always like to ask this question because obviously as I've, I've, as I've mentioned, (laughs) Kelly, you're super successful now, but I like to ask, um, people what they wanted to be when they were, you know, what they wanted to be when they grew up. So, um, the question is, what did you want to be when you were younger? Mm-hmm. And then how does that translate to all of the myriad of things that you do now? Cause you're such a rock star. But. So it's funny that, okay. So this is a funny question because in my head it was one thing and I'm like, Meh, I probably should ask my mom and just see if she remembered differently. Right. Cause in my head, um, I wanted to be a cheerleader. Yeah. Like I wanted to cheer my yeah, entire girl. life. <laughs> And it's a I great asked, job. It is a great job. <laughs> I would. I miss it so much. Um, and then I asked my mom yesterday, and she said a ballet dancer. Oh, so yeah, it's similar similar paths. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I look at that today, and again, I know that you're not with me on a game day, but oh my god, if you are, like, it's my husband cannot watch a game with me because it's so stressful. Yeah. How just. I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm you're, focused. You're I'm tunnel vision. Yes. I'm so zoned in. I'm, I'm, part- I'm still doing all of the cheers out loud. I'm doing all of the motions in the stands. Like I'm literally <laughs> doing all of the footwork. It's literally never left me. Like, I love seriously. it. And even now when we're planning for, um, for a baby and we're going through IVF, like I know that I want a girl so badly because I want her to be in cheerleading. Right. <laughs> like Very- I just want to be a cheer mom so right. bad because I miss it so much. Yeah. So I, I, that's what I wanted to do. And I feel like in a way it's never left me. Yes. I feel like it's still there. For sure. Well, and once again, like coincides and goes along totally with like discipline and, yeah, you know, supporting, supporting, um, you know, a mission and that's awesome. Um, I wanted to work with dolphins. I didn't oh, know, like marine. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like a marine biologist. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> or I don't amazing. even know that I wanted. Maybe I didn't even want that. I just Especially being to, a Nebraska, like, a Western Nebraska girl. <laughs> I don't know. Just wow. Hang out with dolphins. I, mean, I, like I don't it. know. I don't know. Um, what are some of the involvements that you have been a part of in your community, and why are they important to you? And more so, um, I want to know. I mean, obviously, we can talk about real estate, and you're a, a rock star real estate agent, but. You've recently taken on kind of this advocacy for health and wellness. Um, And so can you tell us a little bit about that story and about that journey? And it was, I mean, it was 
I mean, I won't lie. It was dark. Yeah. It got really dark there. Yeah. Um, I would say 2018, my husband and I have known for a while um, that we were, you know, we were going to have a hard time getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, and so we started down the path of meeting with, with IVF specialists in the area. I met with, we, we had a consultation with one specific doctor to start with, and I left that appointment in tears. And, and I know, I know that we're going to talk about in a little bit about what you struggled with or whatever, and, and bullying is a real thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying that anyone intentionally intends, that they intend to do those things, right. but there's also a level of self-awareness as yes, well. And I would say that um, body shaming is real. Yes. And being told that you're too skinny is just as, as destructive as being told that you're too heavy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's all in how the message is delivered, right? So we met with a specific doctor and I was sitting in her chair and she looked me up and down and I, I will start off by saying I was in a normal BMI. Mm-hmm. I was actually probably on the heavier end of my BMI. Mm-hmm. I was not underweight at all. I was very, very Fit. normal yeah. for, for five foot three. Yeah short little Italian girl. Yeah. Like that's just, it, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and she looked me up and down and told me that, um, I was too skinny, that I had to stop working out. Blubber was better. That's what she told me. Wow. And in my mind, even though I knew, wait a minute, we're dealing with, we're, we're dealing with male factor infertility from a, from a vasectomy. Right. This doesn't have anything to do with me, but in my head, all I heard was, this is my fault. This is your fault. This is 100% my fault. Mm-hmm. So I left that appointment in tears. And I would say at that time, I was just, I wasn't lifting or doing anything like that. I was just going to bar every day Mm -hmm. for an hour. Mm -hmm. I was going to bar four or five days a week. Like that is not strenuous at all. Right. It's just movement. Yeah. Really. Um, But that's all I heard. Yeah. And so that's all I did for the next year was I stopped working out. I ate everything in sight. And by... A year later, I didn't recognize myself at all. And I'm sure that most people looked at me and they're like, oh, she looks, she looks fine. Right. But I did not feel good for me. Yeah. And I, I felt horrible in my own skin. Like mentally, I felt destroyed. Physically, I, I felt destroyed. I didn't want to leave my house. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to shower. Um, I, I was afraid of, in, of intimacy because mm-hmm. I was just so embarrassed right. of, of how I felt and how I looked. Not right. because of anything that John said or did. It was just me. Yep. Um, and I literally had friends that started to show up at my house because I wasn't coming to work and I wasn't coming to meetings. Right. And that was extremely unlikely because I'm just, I'm such a people person for yeah. me to just But when disappear, depression sets in, it takes very away obvious. the things that yes. you love the most. Very obvious that I was depressed. Um, severely. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember one day literally thinking to myself that I wanted to die, mm-hmm. that no one would miss, e- miss me if I was gone. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, that's, that is the bottom of the no barrel. And that is, the, that is a scary place to be, man, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you don't have a community around you to pull you out of that hole, yeah. that hole only digs deeper mm-hmm. and it gets narrower and narrower and it gets really, really dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so my girlfriend, Erin, uh, Aaron Chick, and she and I, again, had known each other since college. Um, um, I had watched her on social media for years, um, 
doing at-home workouts. And I had told myself for years, like, I cannot work out at home. I'm such a gym person. Like, I need the atmosphere. Right. And really, at the end of the day, it was the socialization piece of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, But it was, at the end of the day, too, it was an excuse I was telling myself. Mm-hmm. So the the good piece of that is when you feel that low and you feel that badly, the last thing you want to do is go to the gym and be around people. That is the last thing you want to do. And so I literally, I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? Okay. Let's say I get pregnant right now. Mm -hmm. This can't be healthy for me. I am in no, no way. Am I in a mentally in a, in a good place to carry a child? No way this can be healthy. Right. So I'm going to go back to doing what I know and take care of myself first and what comes in is what comes. Mm-hmm. And additionally, I advocated for myself. Yeah. That's the biggest piece of this is I advocated myself for myself and I went to a different doctor and another doctor and another doctor until we finally have found the one that we love the most. So the advocacy piece for yourself is huge. Listening to yourself. Um, so I reached out to Erin and I said, I just need to talk to somebody. So she said, absolutely. And so she met me for coffee and she let me cry. And I felt so broken inside, mm-hmm. so broken. Mm-hmm. And my husband just felt helpless. Like, what do, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And I sat there and talked to, to Aaron for a long time. And I thank God for Beachbody. Like, yeah. seriously, thank yeah. God for Beachbody. And it, it changed my life. It saved my life. Mm-hmm. And I tell Aaron this all the time. She saved my life. She yeah. literally saved my life. Yeah. And from that moment on, I went all in, um, if you've ever, if you've ever heard of Sean T, he's like my favorite. Yeah. He like hip hop abs is so his OG program. And it's <laughs> hilarious to watch now. Cause he's wearing these giant MC hammer pants and it's hysterical to watch now. <laughs> but, um, so I went all in with Sean T. I'm like, I've got to focus on my, my fitness. I need to work on my personal development mm-hmm. and I need to work on my nutrition. Yeah. I've got to get back to doing those things. So I'm taking care of myself because I can't pour from an empty cup. Yep. Love and that. that was January of 2019 <clears throat> when that program started. And I think, so I finished that six week program. I did it again and I did it again. And by the third time I had lost, um, the 30 pounds that I had put onto my frame. That's how much I had put onto my frame yeah. at five foot three. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I felt like an entirely different person. Yeah. I felt lighter. I felt better. More in um, control. I was more I'm in sure. control. And, and on top of that, it was nice for my family to see too. Mm-hmm. And now that's just my space. That is my space in my house that I have my stack of personal development books. It's what I do in the morning, except for right now, because I've been sick for five days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's what I do in the morning. I go down there. I do my my personal development reading. I do my journaling um, where I'm writing out my gratitudes every single day. I'm writing out my goals for the day. I'm drinking my, my pre-workout and I'm getting, you know, 20 to 45 minutes in for me and I'm done Yeah, because I deserve an hour for myself every yes. single day. And so just from that standpoint, that is what I am determined to pay forward. And it's been so, it's been such a wonderful gift Ticket. Even this last weekend, I talked to one of a, uh, a woman who literally was at that same point mm-hmm. that I would, that I was, and it's so gratifying to be able to look at her and say, not like placate her and say, "I know how you feel," no, but I can literally look at her and say, "I get I it. I know how you feel," yeah. and that. 
that means something. And if I can help one person, like one person helped me, done. Absolutely. And I think what's so powerful about so many things that you said, but I follow you a lot, um, and our viewers will follow you too, um, <laughs> on, on social media, but your positivity, but also you're very real. You're not afraid to be vulnerable. Um, I think one of the things as well that we've missed during this, this time period through COVID, through whatever, but really just in our technological age, even before COVID, mm-hmm. we were missing it yeah. was a sense of community. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times students or students' parents will reach out and say, our child's depressed or our child yeah. is going through this. And you're, I mean, truly your story, Kelly, is is not just about what you've done in, in, in trying to get healthier or whatever, but it's also, life is not straight up. No. And all of us have had a plan, right? Yeah. Best laid plans, right? And when you're sitting there and whether it's in a doctor's office um, and you're being told that, you know, it's going to be difficult for you to, to have the family that you've always wanted or, or whether, you know, there's another dream that isn't able to come to fruition just the way that you'd like it. We all need people to come around us and surround us and say, it's okay. We can support you. But I also love that you took matters into your own hands and that you pivoted. I mean, that's what yeah. you really did. You pivoted. You put I your focus in my head from right. Friends. Pivot. Yeah. Pivot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you did though, because if it would have just, if you would allowed yourself to stay in the negative and to stay in, in the dark place, um, the world would be missing out on the light that you have to share and you're mm-hmm. helping so many people. Um, but also I don't feel like you would have been able to progress forward and move forward in a way. And that's yeah. a lesson for all of us, not just kids, but adults. For you sure. can get so stuck in one chapter that you don't turn the page. Yeah. You don't know how to turn the page. Right. And, and the I best th- is yet to come. And everyone, I think it's so, and you hear this a lot. Everyone gets so hung up on a highlight reel. Yes. And that is the biggest piece. I, I ha- literally have people tell me this all the time. Why do you share so much? Because I didn't feel like I had anybody. anybody. Yeah. Go, especially, especially going through fertility mm-hmm. that affects one in eight people. Mm-hmm. It's extremely lonely. Yes. It's very taboo. Yes. It's not talked about. No. Nope. Being a step parent is extremely difficult. Yes. It's a, it's a blessing, but it's a delicate balance and it takes work. Yeah. Um, those two things together, plus being a professional woman, being married, mm-hmm. um, and having been married and divorced before, yeah. there's just so many different it's pieces. A lot of dynamics. There's tons of dynamics. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, if I feel alone, there have got to be other people that feel alone. So if, if I can do one thing and that is to, share what I'm going through. And one peop- one person can say, oh my gosh, I resonate with that so much. Thank you for saying this. I don't feel alone. I'm glad to know I have a community. And that was the best, that was the most surprising yes. piece about Beachbody that came out of, that came out of what I found. Like these girls didn't, outside of Aaron, never knew them. And now I literally talk to them every single day. We get together, we hang out, we're friends. And the coolest part is Everything with Beachbody was already virtual, so we were ready and built for happened. the pandemic. Right. We were literally Absolutely. built and ready to serve people during that pandemic, and it's been such a joy to watch things come out of it, and I really, truly believe you talked a little bit about that higher plan. I didn't, it's sad to say, mm-hmm. 
because I'm, I'm a person of faith, right. but I didn't believe it. Right. I didn't believe it. And now I do. Yeah. And the reason I, be- I say that is, you know, John and I have been together for 14 years. We've been married for six. We've been trying to get pregnant for four. Mm-hmm. Right. So this entire time, especially the last four years has been so disheartening. Mm-hmm. It is such a hard journey yeah. because I know there are so many times that I told myself, God forgot about me. Yeah. God forgot about me. Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong? Have I not proven myself enough? Like mm-hmm. I'm literally going to start crying. No, you're um, fine. And I pushed it and I pushed and I pushed and I pushed because I wanted, I wanted it. Mm-hmm. I just, I wanted it so mm-hmm. badly. I wanted to be a mom. Yeah. And, and not that stepmoms aren't moms. It's just different it's because different. they have a mom, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the same as, as carrying your own. Mm-hmm. I love them. I would give them everything in the, in the world. Yeah. Um, the boys were two and three when John and I first started dating and yeah. now they're 16 and 18. So, but it's just different. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that whole time I was like, have I not proven myself enough? Yes. Like why, why me? It's so easy to say, why me? And now that I'm on again, on the other side of this, and we have found this amazing doctor, we saw three other doctors before we got to him. Right. I had that first experience that sent me into the the depression met a second doctor here in town, but she didn't, they didn't offer any financing plans for patients. And we're talking about having to go in and lay down $30,000 to get started because it's not covered by insurance. So this is a really difficult situation that's already hard for couples and then they have no options. And that made no sense to me because I can literally go get a payment plan for vet care for my dog. Right. Seriously. Yeah. But I can't get a payment plan for fertility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's considered an elective. Like, I, I, I have so much that I want to do in terms of ad- advocacy with insurance and women's health. It's not even funny, um, just with what I've experienced. Yes. Um, so that that really turned me off with that doctor. Um, so then we were taking our services to New York. Um, I had had a, a couple of friends that had a really good experience <laughs> with this doctor in New York. Um, and it was literally including our time and travel and lodging and all that kind of stuff. It was a third of the cost here in Omaha. Um, and then COVID hit. Yeah. And all the elective procedures shut down. Mm-hmm. And then elective procedures reopened. Except New York would not accept patients from states that didn't have a mask mandate. Yeah. And guess where I live? And that's out of my control. Mm-hmm. So it was just like roadblock after roadblock after roadblock that I just, okay, we've got to take a break because I can't take any more of this heartache, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then another girlfriend of mine said, I really think that you should check out this doctor in Colorado. Mm-hmm. We had a consultation with him in April, just a few months ago, and he was legit the first doctor that ever said to me, Kelly, this is not a big deal. You will be pregnant. It's amazing. Can you imagine? Cause it's hope. It's hope. He gave you hope. That's the first doctor in four years after we've had a failed vasectomy reversal, like the first doctor to give me any sense of hope to say, you are perfectly healthy. This is not a big deal. And thank God I started taking care of myself because now I'm in the best position that I can be. Right. We went and met with him in July. And the first person that they had us meet with was a geneticist Mm -hmm. who literally sketched out our family tree by hand. Wow on both sides, and then tell us about any physical, mental ailments, any medical conditions that anyone has gone through. Mm -hmm. 
And you know that when you go visit your doctor, you've written down a million times, like, do you have diabetes in your family? Do you have a history of cancer in your family? You've written that down a million times, but until you see it drawn out, it was a giant red flag for that geneticist. And John had a line of breast cancer on his paternal side. Yeah. John, I really think that you should get a genetic test to just make sure that you don't have this gene. And no one, again, no doctor to this point had told John that. They had told me to get genetically tested, which I did. Mm -hmm. But nobody had said that to John. Mm -hmm. So we're like, man, we're already here. He may as well. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that he's healthy and that our babies are as healthy as possible. Um. So they were, they were looking for that, the BRCA gene, the BRCA gene. Mm-hmm. And it didn't come back with that, but it came back with HOXB13, which is um, the genetic mutation for prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And no one in his, it's clearly a genetic mutation that his entire family had had, but no one had really suffered from it for, mm-hmm. for anyone to know mm-hmm. that they had it. Right. So he needed to go get tested for that because it, it, it was early onset mm-hmm. by age 40. He's 47. Yeah, yeah. So he went and got tested, and thank God he's in a, a almost a very, very low range, like well below normal, right? But again, had it not been this time, with, and we picked this doctor specifically for me, that it was in Colorado, and I felt comfortable because my mom is there, and my sister's there, and my brother's there, so I have this entire support system, and we'll have cars to use, and places to stay, and it makes it more affordable for us, so that was the entire purpose behind this, outside of we really love this doctor, um, and then it turned into so much more for John, too, and yes. making sure that our kids are healthy, so at the time, I'm like, why is none of this working out for me? Why? Mm-hmm. Why am I having to go through all of this heartache and all of this pain? And now being on the other side of it, and we're right in the middle of our cycle, I know that this is when it was supposed to be. Yeah. Because we were supposed to be with this doctor at this time to figure all of this stuff out. Yeah. And it's crazy. No, it is. But it's, but it's, and it's hard to artic- articulate that, and it's hard to explain that um, to a young person, and it's hard to hard for adults to understand Even adults. but there is a plan yeah. there is a plan and I, again had had that beach body not been been woven into that entire plan mm-hmm. for him to get all of my test results back and say kelly you are perfectly healthy there's you there's nothing that we need to have you do extra i expect you to respond very well mm-hmm. and had i not been taking care of myself because of one person in that community wanting to help me, yes, I wouldn't be in this position. Yes, There is a plan and you just, I know it sucks when you're in it because you're just, we're very impatient people by mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, especially a, a Gemini Italian. Like I just, yeah. it's just, <laughs> it's just what we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it was, it was supposed to be how it was supposed to be. Yep. Everything happens for a reason. And, and, the, and everybody takes that that sentiment for granted because everybody just says it Mm -hmm. so cavalierly, Mm -hmm. but it's true. It's true. And until you have a moment like this for you to experience that it's true, it's hard to, it's hard to believe without seeing. Yes. Right. Absolutely. But you have to believe without seeing, not seeing with believing. Absolutely. And I think that goes to a point too, that if there is anyone that's in a waiting season, right, Mm -hmm. you do the best that you can with what's in front of you, which is what you and John did. You yep. made the best decisions. You advocated for yourself. 
Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to relinquish some of that power and just wait. Yeah. It's just so hard. It's That's so, so hard. hard, especially for a young person to understand. Yeah. It's so hard. And I'm, and he's nine years older than me, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I swear, if I hear one more person tell me I'm a geriatric pregnancy, I'm going to lose my mind. Right. Um, right. I'm like, I'm 37 years old. Like, let's, you know what I mean? Yep. But at the same time, it's important to remember that if you are 1% better than you were yesterday, mm-hmm. you're 7% better by the end of the week. That's right. And what does your, you know, how, how many weeks in a year? Right. So progress is progress. Progress is progress. Yep. And it's hard for you to see it when you're in it. It's the same thing with working out, right? Yep. You yep. are the last person that will to see notice. changes. Yes. yes. You are the last person to see changes on yourself. Everyone else will see it before you see before it. Before you. Yeah. Yeah. Same concept. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. I mean, wonderful, mind-blowing um, points made. Um, and I would say outside of fertility, you know, blended family life. Those are all very challenging and they're very normal. But on top of that is mental health. Yes. And mental health is such a dirty word yeah. and it, I cannot stand it mm-hmm. because everyone goes through everyone it. Everyone goes through and it. And it's nothing to be ashamed of no. um, at all. No. And it's the the hard part is that it's been, that it hasn't been normalized yes. enough yeah. That you feel ashamed. Yeah. And isolated, which and is what isolated. Where which the is what makes is. it worse. That's what makes it worse and yes. that's where the danger is. Correct. Yeah. And so if you don't have that community, if you don't have that that tribe around you, I call mine my good vibes tribe. Yeah. If you don't have that tribe around you to pull you up out of the yuck, mm-hmm. you've all you've heard is that mental health is yeah. Nobody talks about it. Absolutely. There's something wrong with you. You're broken. Which is so wrong and why, honestly, examples like yourself and with others and really why I started this podcast was because we need to change that for the next generation. For sure. There's been too much hurt. There's been too yes. many people that have gone silent. There's been too many people that we've lost because Correct. we are not able to talk about it. Correct. And which is why what you're doing is so support, so That's important. Why exactly. Being, really. That's why I don't, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to cry mm-hmm. on my social, I cry a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not afraid to show people my tears. I'm not afraid to show people my pain because mm-hmm. I'm a real person. You're real. And you're yeah. a real person yeah. and you're, it's okay for you to feel pain. Yeah. And you are able to connect with people when you share it. Yes. Because it's a sharing of like-mindedness, right? Absolutely. And if all you ever see from me is sunshine and rainbows, then how are we ever going to connect on a real level? Mm-mm. It's, it's going to be so surface level. It's going to be so superficial mm-hmm. because all you ever see from me is my highlight reel. But if you look on my feed, there's pictures of me crying. There's pictures of me when I've struggled. You can watch my stories and I'm literally crying in tears mm-hmm. because it's just what I'm going through. Yeah. No, there's, Life's there's, hard. Life is hard, Life's man. Life's hard, yeah. Be, adulting is no joke. Yeah. And it's tough. Yeah. Now, are there happy pictures and good moments and things that I share and I love to dance and I work that into my workout videos? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that's not all the time. Right. And that's unrealistic. Yes. And so when people ask me, why do you share so much? I'm different than you. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were not made to be the same, but I'm trying to help someone else because I have experienced that change for myself and someone pulling me out of that yuck. Yes. I, I love that. Um, well, well said. Um, and with that, what 
piece of advice would you offer a young person today that's living in today's society? You know, growing up, I would say, and I still struggle with this as, as an adult, I never, ever dealt well with meanness, mm-hmm. bullying. Um, we didn't really call it bullying, mm-hmm. you back know, then. when we, back then. Yep. Um, kids being kids. Kids being, yeah, yeah. I have never dealt well with, with meanness because mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me. It's something that I just, I don't I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in middle school, high school, mean girls, just feeling so bad about myself and that it's, it's hard because people have opinions of you even as a, as a grown up. And I would say I'm 38 and I'm still trying to figure out yeah. how to not care. Yes. <laughs> and that's really hard. Cause I know that I have empathic qualities where I'm an empath. And so I feel a lot and I have this incessant need to people please. Mm -hmm. And what you learn is people pleasing is a trauma response. Yes. And so even now as a grown up, I am, I still struggle with learning not to give an SHIT. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Because it just is so destructive to me. Yeah. So if there's anything that I could pass on, if if there's a way for you, and I'm not telling you to be cavalier mm-hmm. and to just dismiss people and mm-hmm. not care what you say or do and act and how that affects people, because it's real. You know, your your words and your actions can hurt people. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is do what you know, do what you love, listen to yourself, mm-hmm. and that's and stand in that, right? Stand in that truth and feel good about it and, and find a way to not care. Yes. Because I, I'm still trying to figure that out. Right. And I wish, I wish someone had helped me earlier. Right. Because a lot of time, I'm not the, yeah, a ton of time wasted of just trying to be a people pleaser And, and I deal with it every single day still now where it's, it's really, I have almost like an anxious response to it because mm-hmm. I don't like it when somebody's mad at me. I don't like it when someone doesn't like me. All I want to do is fix it. Yeah. I just want to make a situation better. But sometimes you can't fix a problem. Sometimes you can't fix a person or, or it's just your paths have diverged and mm-hmm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's life too. Mm-hmm. And I love, you said something really beautiful and I think if I could go back to my younger self, that's probably the biggest thing. It's just if you are able to stand in your truth and be okay, yep. then do it. You know, stand in your truth. For sure. You know, and that's that's a tough lesson. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I, I don't have it figured out. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's it's so easy to try and think that you should be something different or, you know, the world wants you to be something different. and. Yep. Um, it's just not worth living with those regrets at nope. the end of the day. So excellent advice. Um, what would you say your favorite quote or motto is and why? Ooh. <laughs> um, I thought about this a lot and then again, it's, apparently I'm two part today. Um, that's good. We love two part. Two part. Um, you are always free to choose. You are not free from the consequences of those choices. Wow. Right? You always have a choice. 
you have to accept what comes from that choice. Yeah. Good or bad, yeah. that was your choice. Yeah. And the second piece of that is you can have results or you can have excuses. You can't have both. Yeah. And that all kind of goes along with choosing, mm-hmm. right? You can have results or you can have excuses. That's so powerful. They don't go together. They don't go together. Yeah. That's so powerful. Um, well, Kelly, I am just so very honored and grateful that you were able to be on Education with an Edge today. Can you tell us uh, just quickly where we can, where our, our viewers, our listeners can follow you, um, be it yeah. on social media, website, support your real estate, support your Absolutely. health and fitness goals, follow your story, any woman that's going through um, issues of infertility, I know that you're such a bright light in that aspect as well, so Thank share you. away, my dear. Well, and, and thank you for giving me a platform. I'm, I'm very grateful. So um, I, I would say the best place to find me is, is the, the IG. Yes. The gram. <laughs> yes. Um, when you go to my Instagram, and my handle is the Kelly K. Wazorik, um, I have a link on there. It's, it's for my link tree, and it'll take you to a bunch of different things. If you're, if you're needing real estate assistance, if you're needing, um, if you want to talk about fertility, or if you're just needing a community, or if you want to get involved with, um, with health and fitness and trying to, I, I really think, especially the health and fitness piece of this, you have to help yourself first and then you can help others. Um, but there's, there's a link to all of that, that there's, there's a way to connect with me, but you can also find me on TikTok. Love it. Um, that's and uh, Husker sports, babe. Very cool. As is my Twitter. Twitter is a magical place, especially on college football Saturdays. It just, it is <laughs> I'm, I'm live tweeting the game always. So that's also Husker sport, or I'm sorry, that's also Kelly K, the Kelly K. But uh, it's just such a, it's such a fun place. But the Instagram is probably the best place to find me. Awesome. So. Wonderful. Get a well-rounded mix of real estate, fertility, football, funniness. That's what funniness. we want. Yeah. Humor. So, humor. <laughs> yeah. Funniness. No, I love Silliness. It. How about <laughs> Silliness. that? Silliness. Yeah. And, and in reality, actually. So, yeah, which yeah. is what we need. Yeah. So um, thank you. Thank you once again. Um, so much great advice that we can take away from today's show. And we thank you once again for being with us. This is Jaquel Lane, uh, your hostess of Education with an Edge. Please remember, if you are out there and you're going through a rough time, we need your light. We need your talents. We need you. Amen. And thank you. Have a great day. Go Big Red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>